This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Miss Lynn. Good morning, Miss Laurie. How are you doing What's today? <laughs> I'm doing fine. What's up? It's looking good uh, out there. It's looking I good know. out I there. I know. I have a tad, tad um, a, a, a bit of spring fever. Oh, I have a bit of spring fever, I should say. Um, I do. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I think everybody is because this crazy month of my 60th birthday has been a little bit of crazy with the weather. So um, let's get rid of it and keep the sun and the warmer weather coming. So and the days are getting longer, which is always a good thing. It stays lighter so much Mm -hmm. later. And I love it. And yeah. Um, yeah, so it's all it's all positive. My um, firstborn child will be coming home for the weekend. I'm so excited. I'll be picking him up at the train station in Hackensack, New Jersey, and he's mm-hmm. going to come in for uh, about three days. And I'm so I'm happy because he wasn't able to be with me earlier in the month for my birthday, mm-hmm. so he's coming in by himself. And That's good. Um, yeah, so it'll be a little one-on-one. I spend a lot of one-on-one time with the youngest child, but he's not uh-huh. going to be here. So it'll be um, Tommy and his mother for the weekend, which will be nice. Which so means he'll probably have make... some phenomenal food, right? I uh, Yeah, I don't know what he's doing <laughs> yet, um, but I can yeah. tell you one thing I know he is making me is Ina Garten's um, coffee cake. Oh. He made, when he was home a couple months, the beginning of last year, right after the pandemic, when he came home for a few weeks, um, and he was staying with his father, and he made a gluten-free Ina Garten ca- uh, coffee cake and brought it, and it was perfection. And his brother <laughs> ate three quarters of it, but it was oh. delicious. <laughs> nice. And so, anyway, it was it was great. So I know I already have that on the line. So I know he's doing, going to do that. So we'll see what else Mm -hmm. he wants to do. But, um, yeah, do you know what I was just going to say? It's so weird. I was going to say, we'll have to, he will see, uh, but we'll go to see my mother. I actually was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It is so strange when you say things that are not, 
possible. But I know, I know. But anyway, so he'll be here for a little bit. And um, I just want to give a big um, compliment to um, Wilkes-Barre General Hospital. I um, got my COVID vaccines uh, beginning of the month on the 2nd, and I got my second one on the 22nd. And both Mm -hmm. times, I don't know if I talked about it the first time, but it bears repeating. Both times that I went in, and I am not a fan of anything medical. I don't, I, I, you know, which is why I let quit nursing school. I, it gives me the creeps. I don't like, I like to <laughs> push it so far out of my mind and I try not to deal with it. And and I just get so nervous around it. I think most of it is because when you grow up with a mother who's an RN and comes home and she talks about this and that and did it, it, it was just as a kid, it was just something that frightened me. So I mm-hmm. never really am comfortable. So going into a hospital, I don't even care if it's to visit someone. I'm not, it's just doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you have to go in and it was very easy because we went right, we went in the front door and we went right down the, down the hall to the elevator and to the cafeteria, which was right off the elevator, which is where they were administering the, the vaccination. So it was very smooth in, out, done. But I have to say that the way that this was handled, both from the standpoint of both days that I had it were major, were wacky snowstorm days, and they still were there, still having, giving the vaccines. The people, every single employee from the people outside, and I don't know if they were contracted people or if they're their maintenance staff, you know, full-time workers, but from those shoveling the walks to um, the inside reception area to the people administering the shots to the woman at the desk who was, you know, taking the information and making sure you had the right information, your card and your, the whole thing to the rest of the employees who were walking in and out of the cafeteria and talking to people. And you could see their tags, you know, their, their badges that said, you know, RN um, and the kindness that they were showing to people I have to tell you, Lynn, I I just sat there because you have to sit after the shot for, well, they tell you to, 10 to 15 Uh minutes. And, of course, I do, I follow the rules for the most part. So I, especially when it comes to stuff like that, so I sat there the exact amount of time. And you, so you're observing, and I'm nervous internally, so I'm trying to, like, keep my mind off it by looking at other people and what they're doing. And I have to tell you that the kindness that was just, coming from these people uh, it, the it, i can't even tell you the efficiency of that place and how this was handled going in getting in getting out in 20 minutes flat both times um mm-hmm. the first time was um there was an issue with my name on the chart and it was a different time and so that took that was my you know an error that we had to rectify but the bottom line is it was I can't tell you how smooth and how effective and efficient and kind and what uh, I just, it, it, when, it, when you hear these horror stories of all these people going to different places and this happens and that happens, I can tell you from two times the experience at Wilkes-Barre General Hospital, which is a Commonwealth, you know, owned by Commonwealth, I have to tell you, it was beautifully done. 
The staff is incredible. And I just want to say hats off to every single person because there was not there was not a, a, a grumpy, uh, negative person in the bunch. Every single person that I came in contact with could not have been nicer, including the EMT who um, on the second shot, when he, he took out, you know, they rub your arm with alcohol and he was like, like rubbing my arm. And I said to him, boy, you got some good strength there, buddy, because he was like really rubbing it into my arm. And he said, yeah, you know why I do this? And I said, no, I said, no, why do you do it? He said, did you just feel the needle that went in your arm? I said, no, <laughs> I didn't even know he put the needle in. And I said, Oh my God. He said, that's the, that's the reason I do it. You won't feel the needle. And then Nadia Gilmartin wow. was telling me, do you re she said, Laurie, you know what? That makes sense because I don't know if you ever had to get Novocaine at Kim Stampion's who she's my dentist. She's also not she jiggles the inside of your cheek while she in, puts the Novocaine. You can't feel the needle going in. And mm -hmm. it was the same, I guess the same concept. It was, it, I, after he said it, did you feel the needle just <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. so it, it could not have been. I, I don't know oh, if the good. movement of the muscle, uh, muscle, or if it just takes uh, your mind off the pit. I don't know, but it was. Um, it was. Well, perfect. you weren't looking, were you? Were you looking? No, at I him won't look. Are you kidding? Okay. No, the, okay. the first time, the first time, the guy said to me, he was a nurse, and he said, just let your your arm hang free, and I said, okay, and I said. Now, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck because now, mind you, I don't know, A, I don't like needles, and B, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, so I'm afraid I'm right. going to be allergic, I'm afraid there's going to be all these side effects, I've, and all these fears are like flying around in my head, so I'm letting my arm down, and I close my eyes, and I'm, all right, I said, I said, just so you know, honey, I'm going to use like some zen moments here to try to like, you know, get away from this, and he's like, okay, do whatever you have to do. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear him say, excuse me, are you okay? And I opened my eyes. I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. He said, well, you're done. I said, well, you didn't put a Band-Aid on me. He, I mean, maybe I said this before. And he goes, you don't need a Band-Aid, but I'll put it on if you want it. And I said, <laughs> and I was so tranced out, like, trying not to focus. He thought something. He thought either I, like, passed out or something. <laughs> because I was so out of it. But, you know, I said, look at it. We just do what you told me to do. But I have to tell you, Lynn, and it didn't hurt. It didn't help that when I went over to the first guy for the first shot, that right yeah. next to where I had to sit, there was a gurney there. And I'm thinking, really? Oh. Do I need to sit? Like, it just made me even more nervous. But, I mean, it's just precaution. But, oh, yeah. God, it was too funny. <laughs> That's good So story. I just, just have to say, it was... It, they were wonderful. Good. Yeah. Well, you have some great story. I mean, there's so many other poor people out there that, you know, if, when the storm happened on Monday, Tuesday. They didn't get the, I know. Yeah, they showed up I, after so driving people, for two hours and nobody was yeah. there. And oh, I know. Awful. And so many of my friends had their, they were supposed to get the shot on Sunday. And because of the weather, it was postponed till this Sunday. So <clears throat> that's why, I mean, I called both times. And I'm telling you, even the woman who answered the phone, which, by the way, I'm a big fan of, it was an actual person answering wow. the phone. Yay. An actual person. And mm. her name was, the second time her name was Lori, because I said, hi, mm. Lori, this is Lori. And she, and she could not have been nicer each time. It was a woman who answered, and 
put me and answered all my questions. I said, are the shots still happening? Yes, they are. Just come down at your regular time. Blah, blah, blah. Could not have been nicer. So I'm telling you, whatever's going on down there at Wilkes-Barre General, from the personnel standpoint, they get five big gold stars for me. Because okay. it was fabulous. <laughs> Yay. All right. I even That's called. I even called and left a message at the... And the administration off some to some, I don't know who it was because I don't know who's the, uh, <clears throat> you know, who's the uh, administrator of that hospital. But I just called and left a general message because I wanted them to know. Um, it's always that's good great. to catch people being good. So that's yes, what I did. It is. Being okay. nice. Being nice. That's right. And on yep. that note, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. and We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the fan. I'm a financial planner and the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. 
and that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other spots. And I am Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I got a couple things to talk about today, some articles. And, and uh, I'm thinking about the fact that you just celebrated one of those big zero birthdays. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back to your 50th birthday. Yeah. When we had that party at uh, Bastokis, it was at the time, and, and you were wearing the tiara, remember? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that was such fun to do something like that, to really, really acknowledge what was an important uh, rite of passage. Yes, yeah, because... Uh, this, be, what? Ahead. Well, I was you just going to say, because a bunch of my friends chipped in um, uh, for, um, I mean, that wasn't the only gift, but they chipped in to buy me a, a tiara for my 50th birthday, which sits in my curio cabinet, um, in, cause it's a beautiful, it's really a pretty one and it, it you know, has crystals and it's just a lot of fun. So when I look in there and see it, I, I think about it and I loved it. And as a matter of fact, Saray McAndrew posted that picture that she had taken of the two of us on that birthday uh, for my yep. 60th birthday. They put it on mm-hmm. for that for my 50th. So, And man, oh, man, 10 years goes by very quickly. So, doesn't it? Uh, yes, I can't you know, we have it. to give a big birthday shout-out to Miss Brenda Bestoki because her birthday was last week, um, yeah. um, last Sunday. But the best surprise of the world for her, her best friend, Barb O'Malley, showed up unexpectedly and surprised her at her condo because Brenda was celebrating. She went to Florida for a couple weeks, and she was celebrating with her brother and her sister-in-law. And Barb showed up the day before, two days before her birthday and was able to get a flight on the flight back from that Brenda had booked this past Tuesday. And Barb stayed with Brenda from Friday to Tuesday and went and surprised her for her big 70th birthday. So that's, that's a true friend, isn't it? That's a friend. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So happy and birthday, Miss Brenda. We love you. So go ahead, Lynn. And, and this, this year will be my 70th. Too. I know baby. So I was reading this article and this, I love this because this is a, a blog site called 60andme.com and this woman who writes this it's really fun because she brings a lot of great stuff into this but this one in particular I want you to hear because I think that you've already become this you've already done this but this is pretty cool she says embrace your 70s three ways to usher in the next glorious decade and she said, don't break out your disco boots. I'm not, I am talking about your 70s, not the 70s. Whether you believe that 70 is the new 50 or it's just 70, it can be a celebration with a positive attitude and plans. It's not about what happens to you. It's about the way you act. 70 is going to happen. So celebrate. Put your arms around 70 and dance with it. She said, have a croning. C-R-O-N-I-N-G, not a crowning, a crowning. Crone is a word that we should own. In matriarchal friendly societies, a woman became a crone when she was past childbearing age. She was called a wise woman, which was an honored position. 
In other places, old wise women were thought to be a threat. That is how society tends to use the word today. But we can rehabilitate that word and with it, the important role of the crone. And this woman said she recently turned 70 and had a croning. I researched the Internet and found some very interesting possibilities. I must say that a ritual bath was out of my range. So, but if you want to be adventurous, go for it. If you'd like something more low-key, there are some great ideas to consider. Several years ago, a friend of mine had a special ceremony in our church's chapel. It was lovely. Women in the congregation read from the Bible and said prayers. We did some hands-on healing. We did communion and shared a meal after. Go out to lunch at the best place in town with your best friends, daughters, and granddaughters, or meet on Zoom. Make it special. Everyone can dress to the hilt with the honored crone wearing a tiara. (laughs) Make speeches and give lots of toasts. Teach the young women what women of our age have learned. We have gone from not being able to own a credit card in our own names to owning most new businesses. Don't preach, but be proud of our history and what we have learned and given to new generations. On my crony day, this is the author, I had a Saturday afternoon party with the women of my Toastmasters Club. I especially wanted it to be multi-generational. We ate chili and did each other's makeup. Yes, (laughs) crones can be girly too. (laughs) We enjoyed a mixed tape with women singers decades. There were sweet love songs like Baby Baby, Songs of the movement, like I Am Woman, Songs of Strength, I Will Survive, to Eye of the Tiger, the gamut of women's lives. We turned up the music and danced. There was, of course, the tiara and speeches. What a way to mark the rite of of passage. Be introspective. Reflect on your past, present, and future. If you are a diarist, this will be a good time to review the years. It's a wonderful time to summarize your life in a diary. If you've never done it before, it's a great time to start. Mark those times when your mistakes have led you to good things. Emphasize learning over regret. Take stock of where you are, what you've accomplished, and what you still need to do. When assessing your present, understand that everything in your past brings you to where you are now. Think about your future. Make a bucket list. Do not be too cautious here. 70 is anything but limiting. A friend of mine told me of her aunt who had her first skiing lesson on her 102nd birthday. (sighs) Put it all down. Do something on your birthday you've never done before. Write a poem. Go skydiving. Volunteer at a homeless shelter. Take a trip. It doesn't matter. Just make it something you always said you would do and do it. Be indulgent. Go to a spa, a day spa, and get the works with a gourmet lunch if possible. Let everyone know how special this is for you as your feet, back, face, all of you get the treatment. Go away to a spa. Get the waters, salts, and mud. Do everything there. Go to a spiritual retreat. Spend a day meditating or reading uplifting material. Spend a day at the beach or on a mountaintop reading the book you thought was a silly waste of time. You can fill this out better than anyone else. You know what you've been longing to do for a long time. Do it. Oh, and if you were 70 last year, 
Well, then do it for your 75 or your 71st and a half birthday. <laughs> Embrace the life you've lived and what the years have given you. Embrace what you still have to give. Remember that none of these are mutually exclusive. Pick and choose from the ideas listed above. Heck, do them all. Add to them. And please, please share your ideas with all of us. You will only be 70 once. Do it up and then help us celebrate. There you go. I loved it. That's we have to have... So I must Well, that's appropriate for you and your party. 70th. What? Yes. Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a croning party. Good. I think you should. I'll help you with it, no matter what okay. you have to do. All right. We'll figure out a that's... good thing for you, whatever you want to do, and we'll make it happen. There you go. That's what I want to do. So I, I don't it. know that I, I think I don't know that I need the tiara though. But you know, you I could borrow hers. You might. You yeah. You could borrow mine. I'll let you borrow it. Okay, that's a yeah. good thing. I like that it idea. It is a good thing. But you know what, Lynn? It's just like we say all the time. I, I had a friend of mine who said to me, "Boy," and maybe I said this too, and I can't remember. They said, "Boy, you're brave to have a billboard with how old you are on it." And I said. <laughs> Why? What difference does it make? Who cares how old you are? Like so, my friend said to me the other day, he wanted to do something, and he said, "But I'm sick." He said, "I wish I could go to law school," and he said, "But I'd be 68 when I get out of law school." And she said, "Well, so what? You're going to be 68 anyway, aren't you?" Oh, that's a great answer. How about looking at that? <laughs> right. So you know that's what? That's how you have answer. to look at it. Exactly. So I um, like that. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Do whatever. And it is good for young girls so they see what it's like because one thing we we can say and I can say as 10 years younger, Lynn, from, from you at this point, when what we've seen women having to go through and what they've accomplished is that yep. um, the it, 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 when you look at women, there's just so many changes and, and it is about your attitude and how you you act and embrace life uh, as so that doesn't matter how old you are because if you have a different, a young attitude, no one really sees the, the chronological um, age anyway. So oh, Yeah, and, and it's the same thing. Like you, you just said, or you were 60 a couple of weeks ago. Your 60 does not look anything like my mother's 60 or any no. other women I knew of that generation. We're totally mm. different. Right. You know, and, and embracing who we are, what we are. And we don't, uh, it, it, I think it's fascinating to see how women of our generation are accepting the concept of aging so much differently than our mothers did. Yeah. But just be and happy and where you're at, you know. And, yeah. and that's the other thing, the constant, you know, want to tell anyone it's your prerogative not to. Well, it is. But you know what? Be grateful for every day. You're able to be here and every new, every birthday you get, because how many people would love to have another birthday or to have a loved one there to, to, for them to celebrate with them on a birthday. So, you know, yep. you have to have to be grateful and put it all into perspective. It doesn't really matter. Just grasp it. It's going to happen whether you want to or not. So do it. And there we go. There we go. And, and we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to the Laurie Lynn show. Um, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 
Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. Universal Printing started out in Northeast Pennsylvania in June of 1995. Since that time, we have grown to 155 employees. What we do, we're a document solutions business. We do printing. We have an IT department on site. There's computer programmers, developers, production people. So all of our IT is done in-house. The nature of our business is it is very capital intensive. What we continue to do is adapt to the needs of our customers. And in order to do that, we have to continue to invest in the best state-of-the-art equipment that's out there. And we can do that with the support of Fidelity Bank. Fidelity allows us to play on a playing field that we could never have played on if we didn't have the support of a strong local bank that believed in us. They're not just saying they support the community, they're doing it. And we feel really blessed to have a partner in Fidelity Bank. Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden. I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the uh, financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and others. And our special guest today, who is our guest expert, is Lori Barrett, who is the Assistant Vice President and a Trust Officer at Fidelity Bank Wealth Management. And she 
brings a lot of experience with her to this uh, position. She was engaged in the private practice of law for 25 years. And um, she's a member of the Pennsylvania Lackawanna County Bar Associations. And she's a member of the board of directors of Lackawanna County Bar Association and a volunteer at Friends of the Poor. So welcome, Lori. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. Uh, so nice to be back with you. Um, I think I was here maybe about a year ago and uh, uh, always a treat to be your guest. So thanks. Well, we well, always smile when we you. see it's you. Yeah. Always oh, smile. that's very kind. And, Lori, a happy yeah. belated birthday to you, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Getting... Look, and I'm extending this as far into the year as I can. Oh, it should be. Of Lori, course. So. For one as momentous as yours, it's got to be at, birth, at least a birth month, you know. So, uh, okay. yeah. so yeah. getting better and better every year. So. Of course, but that's okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So, so we're going to talk today about trust. Yes, yes. all things trust. Um, you know, in my private... I'm sorry? Why do you need one? Well, you know, some do and some don't. And, you know, in my private practice as a private attorney, I had been, um, you know, I've kind of been on both ends of a trust, you know, so I've been... Uh, I've been, clients have inquired about trust when considering their estate planning. And now as in my capacity as a trust officer, you know, I'm on the other end of administering trust. So, you know, I think trusts have a reputation of being solely for the rich. Um, you know, we've all heard the term like trust fund baby, where, you know, yeah. wealthy tycoons or celebrities set up trust for their kids. And, you know, a, re a reason for that is wealthier families have used trust to protect their relatives from losing their inheritance, you know, whether it's divorce or poor money management. Um, but that's not necessarily always the case. You know, your last name doesn't have to be Gates or Winfrey, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to utilize trust. You know, it could be an important part of an estate plan for, for people like you and me and, you know, everybody. Um, it's not for everybody, but there are situations that may, uh, trust may be a valuable tool. So, um, you know, there are lots of different uses and there are a lot of different types of trust. But, you know, a lot of people don't even know what a trust is. They hear the term and they're like, what is a trust? You know, so basically, you know, the, the crux of what a trust is, it's just a legal entity that is created by someone and that person is called the grantor and that grantor grants assets to the trust. So those assets can be money, it could be property, it could be stock, but basically those assets are removed from the grantor's personal estate and they're retitled into the name of the trust. And the trust is now its own separate entity. You know, it gets its own EIN number, which is like a social security number, and it's its, its own unique being. And uh, it, it removes, like when I said it removes that those assets from the grantor's trust, from the grantor's own estate. So that kind of takes it out of the, his own estate. And there's three main players I should mention, like the trust, I mentioned the grantor, and the trust is for the benefit of someone else. So that person is called the beneficiary, obviously. And that could be your child, it could be your spouse, it could even be a charity, you know, um, you know, there's many people who leave you, oh, oh, you know, who start trusts for their favorite charity. Um, and there might be a situation where you have many children and one may not be responsible or maybe, maybe has issues that you're concerned about. So you want to maybe leave money in your will outright to three of your children, but maybe leave money in a trust for your other child. So it could be over, there could be some oversight. Um, 
And then you have the person who administers the trust. And that's called the trustee. And that person has a very important job. You know, that person has complete discretion over the trust and is in charge of spending that money on your loved one's behalf. And that could be a family member. Um, and oftentimes it's a, it's a bank or an attorney. Um, you know, one of my roles here at Fidelity Bank is, as a trust officer, is administering trusts. You know, and we serve, we serve as trustees for a number of different types of trusts. And, you know, that comes with a lot of responsibility. It comes, you have, to, you have to determine if a distribution from the trust is prudent. If, you know, if, it, if, if, if it's, if it's a, a good idea to, to, to give that money. And we act as an advisor for, you know, for, for grantors and, and beneficiaries. Um, and we're also given the responsibility of investing the money sometimes. So, you know, not, we could be a financial trustee. Um, and we all sometimes communicate with the beneficiary and or the attorney who may be drafting the trust. We work together often with attorneys in drafting a trust to, you know, to meet the needs of the settler's intent. So that's a fiduciary duty that we here at Fidelity Bank take very seriously. Um, and, you know, there's some very hard decisions that, can, that sometimes come up. Uh, Lori. Yeah. Lori, um, mm-hmm. in, when a trust is set up, um, mm-hmm. is, is, does it automatically have to have a beneficiary for that beneficiary? Or can it just go for that person and then down the line something is determined what happens to the trust if something happens to them? So if the trust, my point is if the trust is set up for someone, is there an automatic beneficiary to that person set up or can that happen at a later point? Um, Well, if if you're saying, yes, normally there is a beneficiary named in a trust. However, uh, oftentimes a you could set up a trust in a will where, you know, you have access to your money and then upon your death, the trust kind of act, the trust activates. So you, 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 you leave money, you know, you leave money in your will, you, you leave a trust in your will. And then, um, upon your death, the trust becomes, uh, you know, the beneficiaries kick in. So yes, but your answer to your question is normally there is a beneficiary, um, who, who is, who is named. Um, and, you know, and sometimes there's hard decisions, you know, a grandparent may set up a trust for a grandchild, you know, and instruct the trustee to pay for reasonable college expenses, let's say. And, you know, we determine what is reasonable, you know, so books, yes, you know, a computer, yes. Like if the child, if the, you know, the college student comes and says, Hey, I want to, you know, go to Cancun for a week during spring break, you know, is that a college expense? You know, maybe that's not what grandma, that was not in grandma's mind when she was making this trust. So some people, grantors put conditions on trust. You know, they say, um, he's our beneficiary, you know, he's entitled to this money, but only if he stays in college or I don't know, only if he maintains his sobriety. So there, there can be conditions put on trust to protect not only the intent of the grantor, but to protect you know, the beneficiary as well, because um, sometimes beneficiaries are beneficiaries for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. And I should also mention sometimes there's co-trustees, you know, where there's two people acting together, because sometimes, you know, naming a family member as a coach, as a trustee can be, you know, a little yeah. difficult, you could, that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you know, maybe if I'm a sibling and so I'm a co-trustee. put on them or something, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah. Can't you just visualize that? Like if you're a trustee yeah. of your sister's trust and she wants something and you don't think it's appropriate, you know, mm-hmm. it can certainly... Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Lori, <laughs> and yeah. you may not know this question because it may be a, a tax question, but mm. is there is there uh, a tax advantage to setting up a trust? Just like say someone wants to set up a trust, they don't really have any reason. There's not a, uh, it's not something that we talked about, like whether it's a special needs, which we're going to talk a little bit about too, but, or, or just, just to, yeah, you're not sure how they're going to handle this money when they get it. They just, is there a tax advantage to setting up a trust? Absolutely. And again, it depends on what type of trust you set up, but there are tax, there are great tax advantages. I mean, it reduces your income. I mean, it reduces your asset, your estate upon your mm-hmm. death. And so you avoid paying taxes on property that would have passed as part of your estate. Um, okay. You know, so that's, that's one of the, that was one of the biggest uh, advantages, um, you know, but we have like, like I said, different types of trust, which affect, you know, have, have different tax consequences. So if the settler sets up a trust, but they, re- they relinquish ownership to the trust, but what if the settler changes her mind or she wants to, wants to change beneficiaries or needs the money all of a sudden for her own use? Um, that's a revocable trust. You can revoke it. It can be changed or terminated. Uh-huh. And these come with the drawbacks of that, as you mentioned, is that they do not offer the tax shelter benefits offered by irrevocable trusts because it gives the beneficiary, it gives the grantor leeway to, you know, to, to create a trust and then change your mind and, and, and revoke or modify that trust. But an irrevocable trust, which has the greatest tax benefits, they cannot be modified or terminated without, sometimes without the permission of the beneficiary, but generally not at all. Um, because it gets the assets out of the grantor's estate and that will not be subject to any estate tax that the estate may incur. And it also shields the assets from potential lawsuits, you know, or other legal action. So if you get sued and you, you know, you have to pay X amount of dollars, your, the assets that are in the trust are not considered your assets any longer. So they cannot be touched. Um, you know, you can also put life insurance and life insurance policies, real estate, securities, that all can go um, in, a, in a trust. So there are certainly, you know, tax benefits are one of the biggest advantages um, of, but I would, I would say that the greatest advantage of a trust, you know, is to provide for minor children in case you pass away before they are adults. You know, I mean, you could think of a situation where we have like, and we have this here in our, right now, we have a single mother, you know, who was diagnosed with cancer, who has young, a young daughter, and um, she have had the wherewithal to create a trust, you know, as she was diagnosed. I mean, she was, you know, fought, but she was also realistic in knowing that it was a tough yeah. diagnosis. So she put that money in trust and, you know, she wasn't a wealthy woman. I mean, she was, had a modest income, but she put that money in and now this girl is in college and her money and her, the money grew and is, is funding completely her college education. So if yeah. it was some forethought right. like that, that a trust, I mean, if, if, if anything that I think is the perfect example of how a trust can work for someone, you know, who's not, you know, Jeff Bezos, who's just a simp, you know, just an average person who was, 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 you know, you know, given us the difficult, you know, situation and, and, and thought ahead. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways a trust can, can, can assist people. 
I have a question about um, some of the, uh, we talked about the tax implications of the trust. Mm -hmm. And um, I have unfortunately come across a couple of people um, who were, uh, let's say, financially illiterate and didn't Mm -hmm. really understand a lot. But there was a push years ago for a lot of companies that came out of Florida that were going around and soliciting people who were in their 70s and 80s and convincing them that they needed to create a living trust and they were going to do the packaging. And they charged them something like $1,800. Oh, wow. To create the trust. Yeah. And and made themselves, of course, as the the trustee. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at this and saying, these are people that had virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. They were, they were living on Social Security. They mm-hmm. had no mortgage on their on their very small, like an eight hundred square foot house. Mm-hmm. They had a car that was, you know, twenty years old. There was nothing to it. But this yeah. guy, who was a very slick salesman, wow, had convinced this couple that this is something they needed to do. So they put the car in the name of the trust. They put the house in the name of the trust. They did everything. And I'm saying, why? I, I don't yeah. Well, because he told us that we could save taxes. All right. So, yeah. you know, that's, it's crazy. But I just. That's crazy. And there's that. bad, yeah, there, there's red flags there. And there's just, there's bad yeah. eggs in every profession, as you know. Oh, yeah. And oh, people yeah. looking to take advantage. And uh, that's an unfortunate situation because in that situation, it doesn't sound like that, that, that trust was used uh, efficiently and, or wasn't used in a, with the correct motive, you know. So that's, yeah. that's unfortunate. Um, but he was but trying we, to convince them that they would save on. Um, on their probate fees. Okay. Yeah. Which, which were nothing. Yeah. Really. Right. But right. If if if, they, if there's if there's little in the estate, the probate cost will not be that significant. So, um, you know, without knowing the full situation, it just sounds like that that person was not well informed and uh, was trying to take advantage. Um, yep. But I know we. I know you mentioned. Um, special needs trusts, and I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about that, because that's a really great vehicle for people to utilize. Um, I think we'll have to probably save that for the next time. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Not a problem at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, trusts are, like I said, just they're a great um, a way to leave money, you know, for a loved one. And, uh, and you, you know, if you plan and uh, plan ahead, it, it, it can be a great asset uh, and it can save you in the long run. So um, if, if you ever want to talk about trust, we're here in the trust department, so we are the people to talk to. <laughs> okay. Sorry, how did they get in touch with you? Oh, well, you could give me a call here at Fidelity Bank. I'm in the, um, the finance, I'm sorry, the main office in Dunmore. Um, I could give you my phone number if you'd like, um, or you could sure. just call the main office. Um, my phone number here at Fidelity Bank is uh, 570-504-2242. So I'm always available to talk trust or uh, uh, talk about if one is um, appropriate for you or if you, um, if you have a trust and are looking for someone to assist with the administration. You know, we're, we're, we're available and always willing to help. Great. As always, fidelity to the rescue. That's how uh-huh. that's what we say. So it's a good uh-huh. thing. Lori, thank you for joining us. Um, we will get deeper into the weeds on this on this uh, special needs blast next yeah. time. So hopefully we can get you back on next month. Oh, absolutely. I would love to. As well. 
Okay, I would great. love to. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a, you too. You, you're welcome, honey. Have a great weekend, everybody. And um, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. Bye.